track at the wall. We are tied. Look at this. He's slammed it forward. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Armstrong with a big leg. Over for the cover. He got it. Unbelievable. He got it! The starter! By Tyson Hill! Austin is the champion! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Now the 2-2. Well hit down the left for a line. Way back in. Touch the ball, Drew. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Still on mute. I sure am. Welcome to Duty War, where we celebrate test theme song only and nothing else here, uh, besides all WWE pay-per-views in history. Marcus, how are you? Good, man. I'm jazzed up now. Uh, can't help but notice your Yankees hat, uh, along with all of our YouTube watchers. Um, one change you'd like to see the Yankees make this offseason? <laughs> Fucking find a way to win. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Make the season watchable. You know, it's funny. We did was, win. Uh, we finished above 500. Uh, I'm JT, by the way. That's Marcus. Yeah, uh, for right. those only listening on our podcast feed, this is Simulcast. We're video, audio, YouTube, and pod catcher applications. Um, give me your honest assessment of the pitch clock, Marcus. Love it. You're all in? All in. Love it. It's yeah. more about the pace of play than it is the, the time. Like, just yeah. keep it going. So, for me, it's like I like it a lot. But what I didn't like was it lim- It ended up limiting how much I watched. Now, part of it was, was the Yankees being fucking dreadfully boring. But it was also like most nights, like I'm a background baseball watcher for the most part. So like I'm watching a show, doing a podcast, I have it on the background. By the time I get down into my basement and set up for the night, maybe 8.30, quarter or 9, with this pitch clock, we're like in the eighth inning. I'm, I'm like, I don't get to watch any of the game. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. So, like, at least in the old days, I'd come down and be like the third inning. I get to see the whole game. And I'm like, a lot of times, all right, eighth inning, five to two. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm not going to bother putting it on. So, I feel like we need a middle ground. Like, I don't, I don't know what that is. But, like, I feel like we went too short. So, I don't know if we need 
like maybe add another 20 seconds to the pitch clock and like stretch it a little <laughs> bit or something or 10 seconds. Like, I feel like we're, we went from way out of control long to like really, really short. I mean, some games were over in like two hours. It was crazy. Yeah. I think there'll be some leeway, but now that it's been established that like the time is the time. Um, I think we'll see the games extend just a little bit, but it was a welcome change for me. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. I, again, I mean, I, th- I think there's more positives than negatives. That's like a me thing, but this is baseball to me is like a, I don't know. It's like the soundtrack to your summer in a way, but for me, <laughs> I didn't have any this year because most of the time, by the time I got, got down to watch the game, it was, the game was over. But uh, anyway, major. what's not over is WD war. We're just getting started, but we are almost done with this. Uh, see, speaking of marathon seasons, this is like baseball pre-pitch clock, this 2018, 2019 season. <laughs> really? uh, we are, we are working our five hour games. <laughs> monstrosity of a year. Uh, we're almost done with the calendar year. We're going to finish that tonight and kick off 2019 calendar year. Uh, but when I say seasons, Marcus, what we do is we're reviewing every dirty pay-per-view ever in a seasonal format. So that means we start with the first pay-per-view that occurred after WrestleMania in any given year, and we finish with WrestleMania the following year. So this season started with Greatest Royal Rumble 2018, which was in April of 18, and we finished with WrestleMania 35 in 19. Then we'll jump to a new season after that and hopefully a much much shorter season uh we are watching every show we're grading every match and we are breaking the shows down in a statistical style based on categories and what we do is for every category we have pluses we have minuses so if you think of the most replacement level average thing on a wrestling show and think of it as a zero point anything that's better than average gets a plus one anything below average gets a plus two uh minus one i should say uh, anything that's really good gets a plus two. Great. Plus three is our cap. On the other way, it works as well. We, wa- we wash all that out. We net it all out. And that is our final war score for that particular show. We then rank every show in history as we go along. Um, with all that said, Marcus, do you want to or, uh, march through the categories that we watch these and grade them in? Yeah. We start off with the buildup of the event, followed by the commentary, the atmosphere, notable moments and importance, our match grades like you talked about, the card structure, rewatchability, and all-time matches. And for an all-time match for us to be in the plus category, it is anything that we both agree is 4.25 and above. And for it to be a minus is something we both agree is 0.75 and below. True doo-doo. And like I mentioned, we do grade every match. We take my grade, we take Marcus's grade, we average that. And then, if again, if you think of a two and a half match grade as average, Above or below, we add and subtract, and then we total all that up. You'll see it in a second. All right, so why don't we get to our first show of the night here? This is Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, TLC 2018 from San Jose, California at the SAP Center. 13,108 in attendance. We had our usual barrage of announcers. We had Michael Cole, Corey Graves, Renee Young for Raw, Tom Phillips, David Otunga, and Corey Graves for SmackDown, Vic Joseph. Uh, and Nigel McGinnis and Percy Watson for Cruiserweights. We had some mixed match in there as well for some of the cross-brand show <laughs> matches. So uh, we had a lot going on on this show yeah. from a commentary standpoint. Uh, so what we usually do, Marcus, we just quickly run down the card uh, and give our grades, and then we dive into the categories. We did have three, uh, two pre-show matches. We had Buddy Murphy defeating Cedric Alexander to retain the Cruiserweight title, and then uh, Elias defeated Bobby Lashley by retrieving his guitar in a ladder match to uh, win that match. So big Bob on a tough night against Elias. <laughs> I have no memory of that happening, uh, but I do have memory of our opening contest, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, the finals of the mixed match challenge. And it was also for 
numbers 30 in the respective Royal Rumbles uh, the next month. It was R-Truth and Carmella defeating Jinder, don't hinder Mahal, and Alicia Fox. And I went with a two. Two stars to me as well. Did you watch Mixed Match Challenge? Are you a fan of it? Um, This was the second one, right? I think so. I feel like they did two. I feel like I watched the first one. I didn't watch the second one. It was a cool concept. So I, didn't, yeah. I didn't mind it. Like it's not, not it was an appointment TV for me, but I, I liked that it existed, I guess is the way I'll put it. Um, anything they do for extra little content like that, that's not like a multi-hour commitment is, is cool. Like, Oh, here's a random match on Facebook or a random match, whatever on our YouTube channel that you can watch exclusive. And it features this different concept. So um, I was definitely surprised that gender and Alicia made the finals, but uh, whatever. So like be curse, it. like people kept get, getting hurt or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. I'm sure it wasn't planned to put them there. <laughs> uh, all right, next up, we had The Bar defeating The Usos and The New Day to uh, retain their SmackDown tag team titles. This was uh, just about 50, uh, no, looks like 12 minutes. Um, you know, it was good. It, I had three and a half. I feel like it's, it's like the series. It's like the whole year. I keep saying it, but... These matches will be four, four and a half, boom, boom, boom. Like, like the talent they have in there with the time they're given, I don't understand why we just keep topping out in the same range. It's like these dudes, this is like a dream match. We've seen them mix match a bunch, and they keep just hitting this three and a half ceiling. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but uh stuck at 3.25 for me. Um, it's just it's, yeah, it's just a lot. These guys just fight each other a lot. Um Something else it feels like we've had a lot. I think this is only like their second matchup. It is Braun Strowman taking on uh, Baron Corbin. And I went with a 1.75. I'm with a one and a half, which I believe is generous. Uh, Strowman's been weird this year. Like he's been a t- world title, like a champion, a top contender in the mix. But I, he hasn't like been super exciting to me through most of it. So, yeah, uh, yeah. this is what, what his third like hot streak. Yeah. So, whatever. I can't. I mean, I think it's part of why I don't care for this season. I haven't cared for it that much. Is like he's been on top a lot and just not a guy like I, I super care about. Uh, we have a rare women's match with no title on the line as <laughs> Natalia defeats Ruby Riot. Uh, a pretty perfunctory two and three quarters for me. Nothing shake a stick at. They did give him 12 minutes. It was a tables match. Riot squad was out there, but it was fine. They're really yeah. giving Natalia kind of a little. Um, shine because of the handful passing away around this time, so they kind of let her have a little little run. Yeah, two point seven five for me too. Um, pretty harmless, pretty pretty decent stuff. Uh, next up, we had Finn Balor taking on Drew McIntyre, and I went with a war score of three for this match. Yeah, uh, I went three and a quarter. I liked it. You know, Drew, I feel is like a little stuck in the mud maybe now mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with Dolph. Him and Dolph split up. We'll see where they go with it. I mean, right now he's just still kind of menacing heel. Is he going to end up with someone else? Are they going to turn him at some point? Uh, Balor seems like he's being prepped maybe for a little bit of a run here in the winter. So it was a pretty good match, I thought, overall. All right. Up next, we had Rey Mysterio defeating Randy Orton in a chairs match by pinfall. I went three stars. Uh, I just a pretty surprising finish <laughs> that Orton lost here. Um, I guess Ray, you know, going for revenge. Or- Orton's been great. We've loved him as a serial killer, especially since uh, Hell in a Cell match with Hardy. Uh, but again, like these are matches I feel like I, I want to be excited about. I like all the guys in them. I just can't get over that hump. Yeah, three for me, but I feel like the quality of this three is better than like some like 3.25s. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, they, they might have uh, outdone themselves just a little bit given the uh, the chairs match stipulation. Um, but next up, we have a One quick question. Match. Actually, oh, yeah, do you find yourself, do you punish guys for expectations when you grade? Because I can't, I don't know if that's subconsciously poisoning me on some of these. Like, I'm like, it's Orton and Mysterio in a gimmick match. This should be great. It's only three. Whereas if you gave me like Jinder and Strowman had the same exact match, I'd maybe go four because it's like shocking to me. Like, do you think that factors in? I think if your whole character and reputation and push is like I'm a good match guy or girl, mm. then yeah, I think it factors into my head just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. What do you got next? Uh, next up, I have uh, a singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship, as it is uh, Ron Rousey defending against Nia Jax. And, of course, she retains by submission. And I went with a war of 3.25. I had that at 3.5. Uh, I like this match quite a bit. It's probably my favorite Nia match I've seen. Um, you know, this is, like, really... We're getting near the end of it, but it's really the Ronda does no wrong run <laughs> during the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, and she out there went out there and had a banger with, with uh, Naya. I mean, she really, I think Naya held up with her, but Ronda really carried it. It's like a really great match and, um, in 11 minutes. So I thought this was really, really good stuff. I think it's kind of a well known match, like the, you know, being Naya's best, but um, very strong outing. Uh, we have a bit of a dream match next. And that is Daniel Bryan defeating AJ Styles to retain the WWE Championship 24 minutes. Again, like you tell me you're getting this match on a WWE pay-per-view. It's like crazy. Like these guys are the world's like, finally, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. Like eight, 2018 has to be the year that we got the most like dream match stuff that didn't hit for whatever reason. I did I did like this one though. I did give it four stars. Um, I'll say it was a little bit, a little bit slower at times, but We'll get to the, the worst slower one uh, soon, but I, I thought it was really good. Um, I'm not gonna say they, you know, blew out the expectations, but I would say they they came close to meeting them for me on this one. Yeah, three and a half for me. Um, it was just a little a little slow, and I'm usually in favor of like taking your time, not rushing. But I think with these two set expectations, I think I just expected something just a little bit. Uh, with a faster pace, and uh, I didn't get that here, but this is still really good. Um, so three and a half for me. Uh, we have a singles match for the Intercontinental Championship, and it is, uh, I thought it was a ladder match, but no. Um, nope. It is uh, Dean Ambrose defeating Seth Rollins for the Intercontinental Championship by pinfall. These guys get 23 minutes, and I went with a war of two. Man, talk about disappointing. Um, two and a quarter for me. I, I kept waiting for it to get good. I'm like, these guys have to get good at some point. Uh, 23 minutes for a, for a straight match with these guys felt a little tough. You know, but Rollins is on a hot streak. Like we've liked all the stuff with Dolph and the Shield that we've seen. Like, so I was waiting for it to get going. But I'm just not a fan of the Ambrose heel run during this time. And knowing what we know and where it's headed. You could tell his heart and his head just aren't in this. Like, he was ready to be done. Uh, I don't think he was excited at all by still being in duty. I think he needed a break. We also know what was going on, likely behind the scenes and where he heads shortly after this. So I, I would say that probably played a role in how this run, run went. Um, but this was to have these three matches all get 20 plus minutes at the end of the show. 
you know, two to me delivered and this one in the middle did not like we did not need to get this long. But I also get why they gave them that long. So it wasn't like completely egregious, but they just don't deliver. The main event, though, did deliver Oscar versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. Oscar wins the SmackDown women's title, defeats uh, foreign champion Becky and Charlotte in a tables, ladders and chairs match. I went four and a half. This is an absolute brutal banger. They beat the shit out of each other. Um, while the men's side may be lacking at times during this uh, stretch of, of this year that we've ripped on, the women have been delivering left and right, like Becky, Charlotte, Asuka, Ronda, Alexa. Like, they've all been really, Naya, really good. Yeah. Naya, Evolution was awesome. So, like, you know, they've been great. They've, they've delivered across the board so far, for sure. And they continue to do this. It's awesome. They get the main event of the show, and they, they crushed their chance. So, big points um, for that. And felt like the biggest match, too. I went 4.25, so uh, that's going to count as an all-time match for us. Um, yeah, this is, you know, might be peak Becky. Oscar uh, is still being presented super strong, and Charlotte is, like, maybe at the top of her Haas run. Um, I really enjoy her work during this time. So uh, this checked every box for me. Yep. This is pretty dope. All right, so total match score for TLC is a 5.25, which is very good for us. Um, you know, usually for the great shows is like 7, 8. The very good is just like 5, 6, 3, 4 average, and below that's like not very good in the ring. Um, all right, let's get to our categories, and we'll see how the show shakes out. So for build, we give a point for the Mixed Match Challenge Tournament. Uh, you know, getting a finals, good focus to open the show. We give a point for the SmackDown Tag War. Kind of capped off the year with these three top dogs battling before we shift directions. We give a point for Baron Corbin's power hungriness in his role. He fires Rhino, makes Heath Slater a ref, so he's kind of been doing things to mess with everyone. A uh, point for the Riot Squad smashing Nightheart's shades. Um, so that set up their little rivalry with Natalia. Dolph Ziggler and McIntyre split up in feud. Balor's in the middle of them. Uh, a point for the psycho killer, Randy Orton, turning to torturing Rey Mysterio. We gave a big three for the debut of the new Daniel Bryan officially. Really kind of kicked off a little bit pre-Survivor Series, but this run between Survivor Series and TLC really gets him into the earth stuff. He's got the brown bell. You know, like he's really all in on, um, you know, grungy, crunchy Daniel Bryan. So three for that. A uh, point for the Shield War that's been raging on. And a point for the SmackDown Women's Title War blowing up as Becky becomes a star. Um, so they've been great all through this. All right. Uh, we are in the content era. So let's see how the minuses shake out with all this content going on. Uh, we've got Corbin and Strowman. Stips all are super convoluted um, and neither option is too appealing. Back to Nia and Ronda feels like they're just killing time trying to get to WrestleMania. Uh, the booking and handling of specifically Dean Ambrose in the Shield feud uh, could have done a lot better of a job with why he turned and his actions following and the explanation and and all of that. Instead, they got him out there in a gas mask. They got him yeah, getting oh, vaccines in his butt, um, <laughs> all because the people are stinky. And you alluded to it earlier, but this is the stuff that like drives him to to leave. Um, mm -hmm. Like his, his mind is made up during this run. Um, and it's super clear to me, at least watching this in real time, that like I would say this is the first thing this season that we've seen that has like Vince McMahon's fingerprints all over it and is just super stinky. Yeah. Um, so Vince has lost his fastball. I think this is kind of a a spot that you can pinpoint where uh the old man's losing it a bit. So minus two for that. So eight total for build, which is very good. It was a well-built show. 
Um, but to your point, it's it's bad because Ambrose, I can call him a homegrown guy. Obviously, he worked the Indies a ton, but on the big stage, he's a homegrown guy. Came up through the Shield, been super pushed. And sure, maybe he's thinking, all right, I'm kind of running out of things to do here. I want to move on. But you give him a hot heel run and not this stupid shit, and maybe he thinks about staying. So, yeah, this this idea really ran out what could have been a, a Hall of Fame long-term guy. And you you tell they respect him. We'll see how it goes over the next few months. Like, they do not bury him in any way out the door. Um, and I think the door is open for him to come back someday. So I don't think there's, like, a burn bridge or anything. Uh, but it could have been a dude that never left. Commentary, a point for a really good hype for the three-way tag. They focus on the, how these three are the best teams of the modern era. A point for Cole Bash and Corbin ruining Raw. I agree. A point for Graves saying this is great for Slater because when was the last time he was on pay-per-view as he comes <laughs> up to referee. A point for adding context to AJ Styles' legendary title reign. He matched Randy Savage's. He's the eighth longest of all time. Uh, so I thought that was really good. And then Graves with a great line about Daniel Bryan. He said, you can't buy a Tesla with just respect. So that <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, let me take a swig there because we got quite the amount of minuses here. Uh, poor Renee is barely talking at this point. She seems to really have lost uh, her confidence or had it shaken out of her. Uh, every loss is referred to by embarrassing on commentary. Um, I specifically hate that. Uh, Cole says Balor shocks Drew um, like it's some kind of big upset. It's really tough positioning for a guy like Balor. Uh, Renee botches an analogy about the size of dogs and Cole just cuts her off to call the match. Uh, Atunga is whining about Brian not being fun, not drinking meat, um, comes off as really try hard and doesn't really help with the uh, heel push that's going on. Renee works heel just a little bit to defend Ambrose's side, makes things just a little bit awkward arguing with uh, Graves and they're different than normal stance. Mm -hmm. Total change in their, uh, their tones. And then uh, keeping emotions in check all night, I yeah. swear, every single match, the story on commentary was about the face, not letting their emotions get the best of them while you're looking at, like, tables and ladders and chairs <laughs> all over right. the place. What are we doing? What? Yeah. This is the night to let loose. Yeah, so minus two for that. That's another Vince probably in the, in the headset barking yeah. away. All right, minus three for commentary. On par with the usual. Uh, atmosphere, we gave a point for R-Truth and uh, Carmella's opening rap. They got the standards yeah. of Sharks gear. They look good. Uh, a point for New Day. Always has a great entrance. A point for Kurt Angle and the Rebels coming out to destroy Baron Corbin. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and a point for the crowd buying fully into Ron and Nia. Like, it was an organic swell uh, came throughout that match. Like, oh, my God, this is actually really freaking good. And they started getting into mm -hmm. it more and more as the match was going on. So, uh, cool point for that. All right, for our minuses, we've got the crowd is absolutely exhausted. They're done with Corbin. Uh, could not care any less. Uh, the crowd is fracturing on uh, Rousey just a little bit. And then uh, the crowd is super checked out on Rollins and Ambrose. All right, so plus one for atmosphere. Uh, notable moments and importance. We have a point for the opener uh, being the first match ever live on Facebook Watch. Um, so. You know, it was a good idea. Like Facebook Watch was a thing at the time. It was it was kind of a bigger thing, and they were able to hard sell Dirty Network and and buying to watch the show during the Facebook Watch. If you happen to stumble on it on Facebook and you kind of get into the show, so I like the structure of using it for that way. I think it's the only reason they had that match on the card, but it was a good reason to get it on there. So, um, and that whole series had been on Facebook Watch as well. So. Yeah. Uh, a point for Carmel and R-Truth earning number 30 in the Rumbles. A point for Corbin being kicked out finally as GM of Raw, thanks to Angle and the Coalition and uh, how everything went with that match. A point for, and with Strowman, a point for Strowman earning a title shot at the Rumble. 
as part of that whole thing. A point for Ambrose winning his first ever IC title, which is kind of crazy. A point for the first ever women's TLC match, and a point for Asuka winning the SmackDown women's title. So a lot of moments uh, tucked into the show. Yeah. Uh, for our minuses, we've got Orton on a, a sadistic killer run, but he loses on a fluke. Uh, Nia loses clean to Ron, uh, despite the help from Tamina, and then gets slapped by Becky, um, getting her heat back, and uh, just gets made to look like a punk. Um, and on a side note, I know the company was like super all in on a uh, Facebook watch. And I think that could have ended up being like a much bigger moment, um, right for this card. Cause they were really, um, full yeah. systems go for that and ended up not, not really panning out. It was the tout of that era for sure. <laughs> All right. So that's a plus five for moments, uh, five to five for match grades. Here's card structure. Uh, you know, again, we started with the Facebook watch free match to sell the show. So point for that, a point for having a non-title women's match on the card. That was cool. A point for styles and Brian getting the time they deserved a point for the IC title was kind of stepped in with Brock MIA all year, uh, to be like the main title on raw. They, and they did a good job making it feel legit. It didn't feel like it was being shoehorned or dragged up the card. It actually felt like they made it strong enough to, to be okay. And then a point for closing with a historic women's match with the TLC, main eventing so that was really cool yeah um for our minuses like put a banger on for the facebook uh watch free opener uh corbin promo was not needed at all uh too much around him being the gm and i think this is where they've officially like blamed him for raw being so bad for the last couple months um like the mcmahon family came out and pretty much blamed him uh we got the tables match all about channeling controlling emotions uh, again i'm so sick of that uh, a long show that doesn't need to be this long. Mm -hmm. Everything is drawn out way past its expiration point. Could easily be uh, tightened up, so minus two there. The whole uh, season. Got... <laughs> so dragged out. This show felt like most guilty of it. Like This is over four hours. Um, not done yet, as we've got Rollins and Ambrose. Has a terrible match structure. Uh, Should have been a wild frenzied war. Instead, they go out and kill the crowd with like a slow grinder. Card is just too long. Trim up and tighten up some of these matches and get to the hot stuff. Uh, so minus two for that. And then too many matches, uh, once again, telling the same story about controlling your emotions at the human demolition derby. Like it just, it's not adding up. Control your emotions at like Fastlane or something. I don't know. Yeah, not here. All right, minus four for card structure. So it's definitely going to hurt things. Uh, Rewatchability, we get a point for Rude and Gable hitting their finisher on Corbin. Looked great. And again, we, we haven't really got into this, but basically after Corbin lost his match, all the people that he'd been torturing you know, we're around ringside, all came in and just beat the shit out of him to finally end his reign of terror on Raw. Uh, a point for Rousey's taking uh, Nia down and twisting to a nasty armbar. Looked great. A point for Becky hitting the top rope seated senton through a table on Charlotte. And then a point for Charlotte, uh, Swanton through Becky on the table. Just sick weapon spots. So actually, all those are, were plus two. We gave the Becky senton, the Charlotte Swanton, the weapon shots all plus two because they all looked great during that match. Yeah. Uh, for our minuses, we got the, the Truth and Carmella long, awkward post-match promo, um, just to, to rigging silence. Uh, Ambrose and Rollins, uh, the, their drama, it's way too much after a long and grinding match. Um, but that was it for uh, the minuses for rewatchability. And JT, we also have an all-time match. We do. So it's a net of two for rewatchability. And our all-time match is the main event, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Asuka. So it's a bonus plus one. And that gives us a total war score of 15.25. So pretty strong outing, I would say. I mean, not all-timer, but not awful for this time. It finishes right above Money in the Bank 2015, 
right below WrestleMania 2, which is such a weird dichotomy. Uh, <laughs> and it slots in at 56th all time out of 103. So pretty much an average dead even show, which yeah. I think is what you probably expect for TLC 2018. <laughs> all five hours of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, just, it's such a crazy the way we do this and place all these shows like WrestleMania 2, then TLC 2018. <laughs> it's odd. Odd way to go about it. Um, all right, let's move along. Next up, uh, we're going to cover our second and last show of tonight's program, and that is Royal Rumble 2019 from Phoenix, Arizona, Chase Field, 48,193 in attendance. We have Michael Cole, Corey Graves, Renee Young, Tom Phillips, Byron Saxon, Vic Joseph, Nigel McGinnis, Aiden English, Jerry Lawler, John Bradshaw Layfield, and Beth Phoenix, uh, all involved at one point or another. They love the guest commentator stuff during this era. Like, yeah. And I don't hate it. Like, I, I don't mind them bringing in, like, oh, the special legend's going to call this match, and we have a guest in the booth. Like, when you have a core team that's that shitty, I don't mind them, like, mixing in different voices to try and cover things a little bit. Especially with a runtime of, you know, four plus hours. I don't want to hear yes. the same three voices. No. Uh, so or this really also, too, since Renee is not allowed to talk. <laughs> <laughs> this show had a um, really good takeover the night before, which we covered in a previous season. We did this 28, 19, 18, 19 NXT season before had the uh, Gargano was a Gargano ricochet. I think was on this. Your one and a half star match was my four. Yeah. I think something like that. So, all right, here's <laughs> our pre-show. We had three matches: Bobby Roode and Chad Gable defeated Scott Dawson and Razar. Odd match um, by pinfall. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Rusev uh, to win the United States Championship. So good for him. U.S. title change on the pre-show, and Booty Murphy retained the cruiserweight title over Kalisto, Akira Tozawa, and Hideo Itami. I cannot believe Itami is still around at this point. Yeah, um, never worked out for that guy, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, surprised to see him here. I guess this is where like they tried to like. I guess his contract was coming up, and they tried to like, you know, give him a little something to hang on. But yeah, so I don't know why they'd even want him to hang around. <laughs> like, like, whatever. We haven't used him all this time. Just let him fucking go. You know. Um, all right. Our opening match is Oscar retaining the SmackDown Women's Title clean over Becky Lynch by submission in 17 minutes. I went four stars. It's a great opener. It sets a tone for what you think maybe an all-time card, right? But I did question the finish. I guess we'll get to it. With Becky being at her hottest and what they had planned for her, to have her lose clean on the beginning of the show. And not that I think the loss is going to hurt her, per se, um, because she's great. She's over. Like, she can make it up. You set up Asuka as a future challenger if she wins something. But I think you kill the crowd that's so into Becky. And I guess, you know, something's coming later, but... At that moment, it's like, oh, shit, like we're obsessed with her and now she lost. So I almost feel like maybe they shouldn't have had that match at all and just maybe injure Becky in the pre-show to set up the story for later or something. But I don't know. It's a great match. I just feel like you're risking really pissing the crowd off. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a theme for the night. I felt like there was too many matches that were forced onto this card, like maybe both women's title matches. Um, but this one definitely... Um, but I do like that it was a little bit of a swerve, bro. Like, to you think Becky's just going to walk into WrestleMania maybe as champ and defend right. against Charlotte or whoever wins at Rumble, and, and they take a different path to get there. Plus, uh, Asuka stays strong because uh, they've been keeping her strong yeah. during this whole run, too. So I went to the four as well. This match was uh, was, pretty, it was pretty, pretty good. It was similar a bit to 2014 where Brian loses to Bray. 
and then everyone and their mother expected he was going to come out and win the Rumble. Um, I remember being in the arena, and uh, Mark Claire was a few rows ahead of me, and we're because we had a big group. And um, Brian loses, and everyone's like pissed as he loses to Brady. He looks at me, he's like, he's winning the Rumble, no doubt. I'm like, yep, give him the thumbs up. I'm like, <laughs> why else would he lose? Of course, he's going to be number 30 as the mystery guy who won the Rumble. And nope, wasn't even in the match. Should have been Roman. <laughs> or that. <laughs> All right, what do we got next? Oh man, there we go. Uh, next up, we have a SmackDown uh, tag team title action as The Miz and Shane McMahon win the SmackDown tag team titles by defeating The Ba. I went with a 2.75 purely off the strength of uh, Claudio and, and Sheamus. Gonna give the Angelina Jersey Shore fuck my life match of the night here to this one. Um, <laughs> look, I like Miz, and I've always been a legacy Shane McMahon guy. I'm not a Shane McMahon guy in 2019. Like I like old Shane, old Shane. I'm okay with the old Shane McMahon, but the new Shane, I am, I am not into new Shane, especially after the whole, we're lucky. We haven't watched it. We're going to get there when we do that season, but we didn't really get the bulk of the KO Sammy Shane bullshit. Um, we'll get to that eventually. I, this Shane and Miz, I, I, the stupid best in the world shit, winning the tag belts over the friggin' bar. Like I cannot get on board with this. In any way, I went two and a quarter because again at the bar, but I am hard out, hard out on this. <laughs> Part of me loves the audacity of Shane McMahon to like show God. up bigger, bigger than eighty percent of the roster. He's supposed to be uh, the good, you were the chosen one. You were supposed to be the good one. How does he end up being the worst of everyone by this point? He was our king and our savior, oh, and now he's fucking he's the worst. You either die a villain or live long enough. What to happened? I'm Shane McMahon. What the fuck happened? <laughs> he was our guy, man. He was our dude. He was going to be the guy that kicked Stephanie and Vince to the curb and run to an E like UFC and make it the, the best. And now they had to run him out of here because he wanted to book himself to win the Royal Rumble last year. Like they, Vince fired his ass. Like he's playing so in awesome. basements, you know, with, with almost. Like, what are we doing? What happened, buddy? They broke his brain. I think they. I think they ruined him. I think they. I think they like broke his head by what they did with him. Or maybe it's all the concussions from all the big bumps. I don't know. But he's a clusterfuck, man. Um, all right. What's not a cluster is our next match. Ron Rousey uh, retaining the Raw Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. I went four and a quarter. I really like this match a lot. I know you're not a Sasha guy, but um, this is my jam. 14 minutes. They balled out. Ronda continues the hot streak for me. Three and a quarter for me. Um, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's just, um, you know, it's just, it's just not for me. That's a, I don't, I don't find Sasha's offense to flow within um, the match. <laughs> I would agree. You know, not yeah, but uh, it's, it's good. It's good. I don't think it was that good, but it was, it was good. Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you got next? Speaking of um, what do I have next? Uh, oh, we have the women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, this is, of course, won by surprise entrant Becky Lynch. When poor Lana, uh, Lana is the best. Lana is number twenty-nine, I think. Uh, can't make it to the ring. Uh, I went with a three. I thought the finishing sequence with Charlotte and Becky uh, helped pull this up just a little bit, but um, definitely on the lower tier of uh, Rumble ratings. I went three as well, which tells you to me it's not a very good rumble because like my baseline where I start when I watch rumbles is four. So like 
I go into Rumble expecting a four star match every time. A lot stay there or go up. Three seven five, three and a half. It's like a very good Rumble. You get below three and a half as a Rumble to me, and you're you're like in the all time down the bottom list for me. So this was not a great Rumble. The magic of the year before was not quite there. Um, but they're not alone. It's not a women's thing. We're going to talk about it. Like it just, they really struggled and they've honestly struggled for a while since Pat Patterson stepped down and then passed away. Mm-hmm. Like they've never quite found that rumble magic. Um, this year's was better. Like I think hopefully the triple H aspect is going to help, help get things a little bit going again um, on the rumble scene. But um, yeah, it's been shaky for a bit. I do like Becky come back to win. I think they needed to offset her um, loss earlier. And you need to get her into that mania picture. She's way too hot. I mean, there was talk at the time that they were going to try and freeze her out of it, right? And go with this Rousey Charlotte when everyone in the world could see that Becky needed to be in that match, no matter what, uh, whatever the combination had to be. She had to be in there. She was too way too hot. Uh, all right. Up next is our rematch from TLC. That's Daniel Bryan again retaining against AJ Styles. Uh, they get just uh, 24 minutes this time, Marcus. So <laughs> a little bit longer, actually. Uh, this was super disappointing to me. Um, I was excited for it because I really liked the TLC match, but three stars. It's too long, too slow, and it's tough to have a hour, 12-minute rumble match with another rumble to come and then a 25-minute title match jammed in between unless you're going to go balls out and crazy. Um, give me, you know, Angle Benoit from 03, something like that, right? But I think otherwise it's like, it's a tough show to have a long title match on if it's not going to pop. So this is really disappointing to me. This might have been one of the most disappointing matches of the season for me. 2.25 from me. Take it home. Um, get me to the next Rumble match. Um, heard enough, seen enough. Uh, next up we have for the Universal title, it is Brock Lesnar retaining against Finn Balor. Finn Balor. And I liked this match. Quite a bit. I went with a four. I liked it I a lot too. Really good. Yeah, a little bit lower than you at three and a half. But this is more my style. It's like nine minutes. It's Finn trying to find any way he can to survive Brock, and just in the end can't do it. Comes up short. So this is like my style of world title match. Um, I really enjoyed it. You know, we uh, Braun won this title shot at our last pay per view. So we'll talk about it in a minute. What happened there? Uh, but Balor was clearly being set up for this. Like he had elevated be drew at tlc you could tell they were trying to get him back established as a title threat coming in here uh all right we got our men's rumble match next seth freaking rollins not quite freaking yet <laughs> eliminates braun Strowman last to win the rumble earns a world title match at wrestlemania 35 three and a quarter for me so again a very back-end rumble not just the women on this night just two rough rumbles and this show really after that great opener had a hard time finding its footing uh to get going completely in gear after that uh, the finish was fine. I like Seth as the winner. Like, I think he had a great, he's had a great season. I think he deserved it to elevate up after really making the IC belt prestigious throughout the back end of the year. Yep. Same for me. 3.25. Um, but he was in his uh, Chicago Bears gear. That was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, other than that, nothing really stands out about this rumble to me. I don't think, oh, we got double J at the beginning. That was <laughs> awesome. That, that's, like the, <laughs> that's like the only highlight of this whole <laughs> freaking rumble match <laughs> i guess we'll talk about it in a minute but him him and elias with the uh dueling guitars at the beginning was probably the uh the highlight of it but
I'm gonna put a Dodie F. Jarrett music in here. But may I'll do the uh was it the '98 when he's doing the? That's um, what I like. WA one. There's all the great superstars, and then there's me. <laughs> They're all good. Can't pick yeah. a can't pick he's a got some good Loki, great. Uh, great. Yeah, the original little. And then his uh last one oh, with the yeah. Southern Justice was good too. All right, so that's a net score five seven five, which for matches is good, but volume helps for sure, and rumbles help. Like they were never going to be bad even though for a rumble three and a quarter is bad um they're still pretty good overall match grades so all right let's get to our categories build we gave a point for becky and oscar warring over the smackdown title sheamus murdering shane with a bro kick on smackdown took his head off <laughs> which knocked him out of the match uh and then the new daniel bryan holier than thou about the planet has just been great great stuff yep uh for our minuses we have if i can get my computer to work here there we go uh all the stuff with Shane and Miz, uh, the best in the world stuff, uh, still going on. The soft build to uh, Rousey and Sasha going on. Sasha wins a match against Nia um, and just, you know, some more basic trash talk. Uh, Vince slapping AJ Styles to hype him up, and AJ knocks Vince out and he smiles about it. Uh, what are we doing? Um, is this, this is after the Kevin Owens headbutt, too? I can't remember. Yeah. Um, uh, or it might be think- before. Vince goes on like a little psycho run here, like getting beat up. On right. TV. Yeah. He's going to shake it again. Yeah. Which probably didn't <laughs> help then, with dementia. No. And then uh, Ballard push uh, treated as a small guy that, um, you know, can't win. There's no real issue or build. And they really build him as like, Oh, the extraordinary, right. extraordinary man who can do extraordinary things. Like, yeah, it's, it's Vince and the mighty mouse thing. Can't get away from it. All right. Minus one for the build. So not a well-built rumble. Commentary Cole does a really good job narrating Sasha and Ronda and their story in the ring. He also does a nice job bringing up Brock Lesnar's diverticulitis issues as Balor's targeting his gut and stomach area, really talking about the history that he has there. So I thought that was pretty good. Uh, for our minuses, we've got Graves and Renee uh, doing their flirt, arguing all night. Um, it's so played out and awkward and uh, pretty mean at times. So minus two. Don't be mean to Mr. Renee. Uh, JBL and King sound lost and are faking it all throughout the Rumble. Uh, controlling emotions again, negative two, um, no more. Renee repeating or reiterating things uh, right after Graves or Cole had said them. Uh, that goes on all night. Uh, and then Graves making a uh, Paul Goldschmidt reference well over a month after he was traded because this is, of course, happening from Chase Field uh, in uh, what, outside Phoenix or wherever. So um, Goldschmidt, of course, long time Diamondback, but uh, he was well on his way to St. Louis by this point. So, um, yeah, I don't like that. All right, so that's a negative five for commentary. Um, so tough going there. Uh, atmosphere, we give a point for the hot Becky Lynch entrance to start the show, a point for the great setup. The baseball fields always look great at the long, crooked entrance and the mm-hmm. skylight poking through. A point for the sick white and gold gear uh, for Rhonda and Sasha both had on. That looks awesome. A point for Charlotte's big pop during the Rumble match entrance. A point for the big pop in celebration when Becky wins the Rumble. A point for Lesnar's big fight entrance vibe in this massive building. A point for the big pop for Kurt Angle when he comes out to the Rumble. And then a point for the awesome entrance for Samoa Joe. The crowd chanting Joe, Joe, Joe as he's coming down for the Rumble. Look great. Samoa Joe! Um... For our we've got the crowd being dead for most of the women's Rumble match. Just a real uh, lack of star power there. Uh, and then the crowd is pretty quiet for uh, Brian and Styles. 
Um, but that's it for the minuses. So yeah, not a bad crowd. So plus six. Uh, notable moments: we gave a point uh, for Ms. McMahon winning the SmackDown titles. A point for Ronda and Sasha's post-match respect moment. A point for Nakamura winning the U.S. title on the undercard. A point for Lacey Evans making her main roster debut. A point for Charlotte Flair making her first ever Royal Rumble match appearance. A point for Rhea Ripley making her Royal Rumble match debut. A point for Becky Lynch stealing Lana's spot entering the Rumble to win. A point for Eric Rowan joining Daniel Bryan as his new muscle. A point for Jeff Jarrett aha, entering the Rumble for a showdown with Elias. And a point for Nia Jax enters the Men's Rumble, which is a cool touch. And then a point for Seth Rollins winning the Royal Rumble. Yeah, pretty important for Seth to get that rumble um, in the uh, grand scheme of things, I think. Uh, for our minuses, we've got Becky losing clean during her super push uh, on the road to WrestleMania. we got Shane and Miz beat the dominant bar clean. Uh, this is where uh. the downfall of... <laughs> um, I think this is where the downfall of the Ron Rousey character begins. She's smiling, she's slapping hands, she's giving out souvenirs, unnatural movement. Uh, the crowd is booing or is indifferent to her pretty much all night. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see her, I think, take a bit of a nosedive uh, to close out her first run uh, as we end the season. We've also got Rusev and Lana, never-ending drama there on the pre-show. That was recapped during the main show. We've got Cena being removed quietly from the Royal Rumble due to a uh, mysterious injury. Uh, Liv Morgan sets the Women's Royal Rumble elimination record after a big hype during her entrance. And uh, Balor is not the demon for the biggest match of his career makes a uh, little to no sense. I guess the demon didn't come calling to him. Yeah, it was an odd choice. Like he's been in demon and random, like Baron Corbin matches. <laughs> like, like, what are we doing? Like, this is a Royal rumble in a huge arena and he's getting a world title match. Is there ever a time? The only explanation is they didn't want the demon to lose. <laughs> so, yeah. which is makes it obvious, right? It's kind of stupid. Like maybe, the, I don't know if the build, I look, I don't remember the exact build of everything, but maybe they should have played up like Heyman, I dare you to wrestle, be yourself and not the demon against the against Brock Lesnar. Can you do it as yourself, kind of, and like make that the story? At least mm-hmm. give us a reason why he wouldn't, you know, be the demon for the biggest match of his career. So it was really odd. Um, all right. So uh, let's see. So five. So it's a plus four for moments. Five seven five for match grades. Card structure. We give a point for starting off red hot with Becky. Uh, ending with the Royal Rumble match, of course, is always good. A point for a loaded card on paper and a point for starting with uh, Elias for the Rumble to do his shtick, which has been one of the highlights of the season. Yep. Uh, let's get to some of the lowlights. Uh, the minuses. We've got the Bar and Shane Miz match taking way too long, given uh, who was involved in the, the card position. Way too long. Almost 14 minutes, right? Too long. Um, Should have been four minutes. <laughs> Somebody say three minutes. A uh, five-hour pay-per-view not needed for the Royal Rumble, as usual. There's plenty to trim from the show. Uh, everything goes way longer than is what is uh, needed. So minus two there. Shane and Miz beating the dominant bar clean a month after they beat the New Day and the Usos, pretty much wiping out the tag team division. Uh, no surprises or veterans in the women's Royal Rumble affects the field strength and crowd vibe a bit. They really conditioned the audience to like lots of surprises and returns and this and that. And this one is pretty straightforward. Uh, Zelina and Hawkins both do the hide under the ring gimmick. And I think as we're seeing even in current day, they've kind of run out of spots and stories to tell, yeah. or at least it's it's a lot more obvious now right. um, with two Royal Rumbles on the same show. Yeah, we didn't need them. Unless I mean, it's they the- go to two nights. <laughs> I don't think so, but it's definitely like the 
I mean, that's one you don't have to repeat. It's you can get around it. Like you didn't need both of them doing the hide under the ring, unless they talked about it backstage. Like, hey, we should do this. Like, both do this. Um, all right, so minus two for card structure. Uh, tough setup. Re- uh, rewatchability for this rumble. Uh, a sick Oscar submission finish with the reverse Oscar lock looked great. A point for the intense reversal sequences between Ronda and Sasha. A point for the Natalia double stack sharpshooter on Mandy and Lacey during the rumble match. A point for Naomi uh, doing the barricade walk. And then jumping, and then Mandy just comes over and pulls her down. Oh, that was, <laughs> that awesome. was great. A uh, point for Brock's corner table spot looks really good. A point for yes. Kofi with the mo- multiple wild saves. And then a point for. Really good use of double J in there with Elias. Perfect. I can't believe they let him go to Ada. Like, this is the guy, the perfect guy to keep around for this stupid shit and have him be on. Look at the ruddy. Uh, Triple H knew what was going to happen if he kept Jeff Jarrett around. Eventually, he's going to own that company. That's true, yeah. <laughs> it was a, a lot of t- tumultuous times of the company to have a Jarrett around. <laughs> a lot of danger. Oh, man. Uh, for our biases, we got Asuka's dangerous neckbreaker off the apron to the floor. Um, pretty dangerous, uh, given the, the, the spot. Um, Blown up on the verge of death to be Red Shane McMahon. Oh my god, <laughs> like he looks awful. I mean, like he barely survives doing a shooting star press, and then he's like cranking submission holds. Um, on Cesaro, he looks like he's about so to sweaty. die, he looks like he's about to have a heart attack. Oh my god, his face looks like brother loves, like it's awful. He's like he's barely holding on, barely holding on. <laughs> This is, oh, this is Shane right here. This is Shane. <laughs> fucking Carter Roy, like just like out out of his fucking mind. What if we wrestle on a ranch? You know, like just completely clueless, completely pushed out by Triple H Wamgan. Oh, he's wild and uh, he's in his bag. Uh, awkward spot. I guess Shane's oh. more probably uh, Kendall, but yeah, no bueno. Oh man. Uh, awkward spot where all the women just happen to uh, gather together and fake punch as Nikki Cross comes out to hit. Oh, uh, it's terrible. They're all looking at her like, <laughs> is she up again? Yeah. Uh, and then Marie and Alicia fighting over a hat uh, while <laughs> craps all over it. And that poor hat is not working or selling at all. No. It's no. just got so many sequins and stuff on it. Oh my God. It's They're like trying. They're like throwing it down and stomping on it. Stop. It's just like, that rumble was a shit show. I mean, <laughs> like, I get it. You want to showcase you have you have a large female roster. They all deserve to be involved. But you need a, in any rumble, you need at least a few. You didn't need to be like 2018, where the whole rumble was legacy women and everything else, like to get their moment. But you needed at least a few like surprises. Every men's rumble's got a few surprises. Like you needed a couple veterans or something in there because they just. I guess they had Rhea and, and Lacey, but like, I don't know. You needed something more. Um, this wasn't happening. All right. So plus three free watchability, no all-time matches um, and a very disappointing 10.75 overall score. That's Ooh. for a rumble match with that many, much talent and that much time given with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles on the undercard, those women's matches on the other card, two rumble matches, like, that's that's down bad for, for, for a rumble. Um, <laughs> this should have been like a top end rumble, a top shelf, great arena, great look. Um, 
just did not get off the mat. So this is our 75th all-time show. It is with the dregs like Bad Blood 04, Fast Lane 16, SummerSlam 94, Vengeance 11. Uh, so it's counterpart Survivor Series 18 also down here with it. It's below WrestleMania 11. So it's just like, I mean, it's bottom quarter for us of a show. I, I was very correlation to wrestle uh, to Royal Rumble 95. Um, Rumble 95 is at five and a half. That's the 89th. So it's okay. it's 14 spots ahead, but still it's closer to it than it should be. Um, for sure. It had an extra rumble match to help boost it up. Yeah, it, it's you could argue <laughs> ninety five is better when you when you look at the resources put in into mm-hmm. it. But um, yeah, not a great, not a great show. I was disappointed. I was actually excited to see this. Like I didn't remembered much of it. I was like, oh, well, this is gonna be a fun show. Um, I was quite wrong, quite wrong on it, for sure. Uh, thank God Jarrett was here. All right, do you want to run through our top ten all time, Marcus, before we book it out of here? Uh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, right. starting off. Oh, you yeah, go ahead, sorry. Got you got it. No, no, you go. All right, Royal Rumble 2016, 32 points. WrestleMania 21 with a 33.5. For just about that, SummerSlam 2015 with a 35.25. Ah, a good Royal Rumble does exist. It is mm. the 2005 Royal Rumble with a 36.5. Just about that, WrestleMania 18 is our sixth best show at 36.75. Evolution 2018 with a 38. Uh, our fourth best show, SummerSlam 99 at 38 and a quarter. Uh, then we have SummerSlam 1992 uh, with the tiebreaker, but same score, 38.25. Yep, tiebreaker is uh, best match. So, uh, SummerSlam 2001 is our second best show of all time, 39 points. And number one, it's another Royal Rumble. It is the 2002 Royal Rumble. With a 44, big 44 at the top. And again, as you can see, I mean, our, our system's really based on everything, not just match quality, right? Because some of these shows may be a little bit better, and maybe not, but we really put a lot of emphasis on everything. Moments, commentary, build, atmosphere. You're going to hit everything to score high on our shows. Yeah. Um, Good matches, who cares? Just to show you the spread, so our best shows at 44, our worst all-time show also from this season, Greatest Royal Rumble 2018, and negative 17 and a quarter. Um, but there's a big jump between that and, and our next one, which is Crown Jewel 2018, uh, and negative 9, and then Over the Limit 2011 and negative 9. So uh, we have 104 shows and a pretty big gap between number one and the bottom. So we're going to go ahead and wrap things up another great addition buddy uh we'll be back in a couple weeks we're getting closer and closer to the end of the season we've got two more shows before wrestlemania so next episode we'll cover elimination chamber 2019 fast lane 2019 and then we'll zoom on off to mania and wrap things up a month from today so good to be Five here again at a time <laughs> yes <laughs> i have so much more free time finishing this season. <laughs> um all right we're done we're out check us out we're on video or on audio subscribe to both follow us on social media and don't listen to any Airbrain schemes from any of the children of the McMahon family. It's a very poor succession plan. We now know who our winner is. We now know who the man to infiltrate. <laughs>